0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Frequency Podcast. I'm your host, Frankie J. Lopez. Hope you're all doing well. Before we get into it, please follow the podcast page, allow for notifications, rate the podcast. Also, follow me on social media, at Frequency Studios underscore on Insta, and at Frequency Studios on TikTok. Consistent content, including a few album reviews that don't make the podcast. We got a special guest in the house today, Boston alternative hip-hop rapper, producer, and saxophonist, Diz. Diz, yeah, how are you doing today my man
1: i'm pretty good i'm pretty good
0: i'm hearing it's a little hectic this weekend
1: it's a little hectic it's a little hectic got a tattoo yesterday on my ribs what did you get i got that little guy that's on my uh cover art that's a dope tattoo yeah
0: who drew that cover art
1: my friend easy they drew the cover art
0: super dope and you got a show later tonight right
1: and i got a show later tonight
0: good stuff Would love to start from the beginning, Boston guy. I would love to know what sparked your love for music.
1: I don't know. I mean, like I've been playing music my whole life, pretty much since kindergarten. My mom had me playing instruments. Mm -hmm. First was piano, and I hated that. I didn't have the patience for piano. Piano takes so much, especially like learning it at first. So I switched to saxophone. Played that for a while and still play it now. So music has kind of always been something that I was doing. I didn't always love it, you know, playing in, like, middle school band. You know, it was all right. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it was fun, like, certain pieces. I didn't really love my teachers until, uh, I think it was, like, my sophomore or junior year of high school. started studying with this guy named James. Kind of, like, re-sparked my love for this saxophone. Mm. It was pretty cool.
0: I had a pretty similar experience, not gonna lie. I started playing drums pretty young, and then I tried to pick up the piano. It does require a lot of patience.
1: hmm yeah.
0: And I read that you were into, like, sort of emo, pop-punk stuff at first. When did you sort of make that, like,
1: mental transition to hip-hop? Mm, that's a good question. I think it was, like, the latter half of middle school, probably. Mm-hmm. I remember, like, my homie Saja showed me... One of the Drake albums. Mm. And I was like, fuck, this shit is hard. (laughs) So I was listening to a lot of Drake. And then I kind of just like went down the rabbit hole. And now I'm not a Drake fan. Oh, not at all? Yeah, nah. I'm pretty anti-Drake.
0: Damn. Why is that?
1: Like, I still like his old stuff. But because I don't know, bro. Like, his new music is not good. It's not good.
0: (laughs) I agree to an extent.
1: Mm -hmm for sure there's
0: definitely hit or misses i do like a nice drake feature when he's spinning
1: sometimes yeah like sometimes he can bring it sometimes he can bring it but i'm not gonna listen to like a 30 song record i feel that yeah how do you feel about
0: loading up an album making it like an hour and a half in order for you to just kind of throw shit at the wall see what sticks yeah of see what streams the most your albums are pretty short. Mm-hmm. Do you do that purposely?
1: Yeah, I definitely I definitely do that purposely. It's also cause like I can't make thirty songs, you know. <laughs> and I wouldn't wanna put out thirty songs because I know like most of them wouldn't be great songs. I only wanna put out things that I would enjoy listening to. But I totally get it, man. Like you gotta get those streaming royalties.
0: hmm Gotta get the bread. Yeah, right, I get it. Speaking to that, I mean, when did you decide that you wanted to pursue music more as a career versus sort of something maybe you were doing for fun in like middle school?
1: It was in high school. I uh, joined this rap group with some of my friends called Illegal Advisory. We had a good little run there, like locally. It was a lot of fun. I really loved like performing and making music and like it just like felt natural. I started producing and stuff. Yeah, just like year by year, I just got more into it and more serious about it. And now it's my career.
0: I believe at least at one point you were going to Berkeley in town. Are you still there?
1: Yeah, I'm still at Berkeley. It's my third semester now.
0: Oh, awesome. What do you think you're getting out of sort of that college experience? Because, you know, there's a lot of ways to succeed in music, of course. Mm -hmm. Plenty of rappers, they haven't gone down that path. So... I'm curious what made you decide to go that way and I'm also curious as to like how that impacts the way you think about your craft.
1: I think for Berkeley, I'm not really there to rap you know Mm -hmm. like there's a lot of other aspects of the music that I want to learn about like Mm -hmm. I want to get better at the saxophone like I want to be able Mm to do other things than just rap. like I want to be able to go make a jazz group and go on tour with people and stuff like that. I think that would be fun. And I think there's a lot of things that I can learn from Berkeley that will really aid me in my music. Mm-hmm. And obviously, like there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of connections at Berkeley that are gonna aid me in my music. Mm-hmm like it's a it's a really good safety net mm-hmm. if I finish Berkeley, even if I don't finish berkeley like i'll uh feel a little bit more security. Mm-hmm. I think like being at Berkeley has definitely expanded my view of music and expanded uh my process mm-hmm. and what I can put into my music mm-hmm. like I think the jump from like ultraviolet to the way forward musically is huge Mm -hmm. i think being here and being able to work so closely with people that are like into the same shit Mm -hmm. is really helpful Mm -hmm.
0: glad you brought that up i'm going to touch on that a little bit later but i definitely feel you on the jump that was made there but first we'd love to talk about a little bit about the boston area Mm. you know you decided to stick around you've been around for a minute yeah how do you feel about the boston music scene
1: I was pretty disconnected from it until the last couple of years, really. I think, like, the Boston scene has been getting really cool. Like, in the past, there's been a lot of stuff that I didn't really like. But, like, right now, I think the Boston scene is very unique. How so? There's just, like, a very wide array of sounds. It's not just one style, and, like, everybody kind of knows each other. I'll see, like, the same artists at every show, and it's really cool, and a lot of people are, like, really starting to come up right now. It's really great to see, because, you know, that doesn't really happen here.
0: Back when I went to college, Cousin Stiz was the guy that people were talking about. Are there any artists, like, big or small that you're keeping an eye on specifically?
1: Yeah, these two guys that I'm playing this show with today, Primo D and Cleo. Cleo's crazy. I remember, like, the first time I saw Cleo perform, I was like, God damn, this is some of the craziest shit I've ever heard. Primo, I saw him on Rapids Religion. I was like, damn, this nigga is so far. And then I, I found out he was from Brockton, and I was like, Damn, he's he's from around the way. Like, that's cool as fuck.
0: So what do you think it would take for, like, Boston to get on that national level?
1: I don't know. I think just, like, the more people reach that point of, like, not mainstream, like, more national notoriety, like, the more attention is going to be on Boston. I guess, like, also, like, for that to really happen, there needs to be more of, like, a musical infrastructure here, more smaller venues, and, like, music isn't really something that's valued a bunch in the city, but definitely changing. There's some people that are trying to open things up and get things started.
0: Transitioning over to the music, you put out Blackwater when you were a senior in high school. You came out with a pretty established flow, some mature topics. I love the saxo solo on Rainwater. Did this rap thing just come naturally to you, man? Because at that age, it was pretty impressive, the things you were doing.
1: Thank you. I think like part of it definitely came naturally, but I also i was rapping for a little bit before that like i've always written poetry and read poetry and like really was dissecting the things that i was listening to and listening for things that i like
0: yeah it shows that you were already a student at the time and going through your discography kind of to your point earlier i would say like early on the production was a bit more ambient and then as time went on all in due time ultraviolet you start bringing in more vocal samples. You started bringing in more of that sax talent, mm-hmm. specifically in the tracks you were rapping on. Mm-hmm. I guess you credit that to Berkeley. But what made you want to bring in more of those newer sounds, more of the sax and things like that?
1: Well, I think like it was really just the stuff that I was listening to latter half of high school. Like I started listening to more and more jazz. I was always trying to find ways to kind of like infuse that into my music.
0: Nice. Recently, you dropped your latest album in December. The way forward is not the way home. It was my intro to you, actually. I really enjoyed it, man. Great job on that one, for real.
1: Hell yeah. Thank you, man.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, versus the rest of the projects, like I said, you know, you're playing with more sound. You have, like, even more vocal effects on there, which is really cool, I thought. Yeah, really interesting sort of directions that you went on there. Curious as to why you titled it that, The Way Forward is Not The Way Home.
1: Like, right now, something that I'm I'm really struggling with is, like, transitioning into like adulthood and trying to find my people, like the things that I want to do and the things that I don't want to do, like where my place is in the world. So like the title is saying that you have to go through like a lot of these kind of uncomfortable situations and power through it to kind of find your way forward. And eventually you are finding your way home which is like, you know, that place of comfort, but like, you don't know where that is. So you kind of just have to like, reach around for it.
0: Absolutely. I definitely got that vibe off of some of the tracks on the album, like Running Away and One Day and things like that. I definitely see where that connects. Yeah, I especially love the the track Thank You, which seems to be a beautiful homage to your mother. Yeah. Curious how she felt about that track and how she feels about your music in general.
1: She really loved that track. That voicemail at the end was her response to the track. She's very supportive of my music. I think she really just was happy that like, I found something that I really loved doing. That's awesome.
0: You also had the track, Hunger, put out a music video for it. Mm-hmm. You sort of paddling through some river. Where was that and why'd you choose to do that?
1: That was the Charles, Charles River. I thought, like, I thought it was just a really cool visual and, like, super simple. But also, I make a lot of references in my music to, like, rivers and stuff. Just, like, rolling down the river, you know? And I think, like, you gotta just, like, go with the flow, go with the current, and see where it takes you.
0: I was going to say water seems like a theme because on the rest video that you had a year ago, you had a lot of shots of like water and nature and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I think I also read that you like to write in nature.
1: Yeah, I think like some of the best songs I've written, sitting under the sun, admiring the scenery.
0: Want to talk a little bit about you have your performance tonight? I caught your Bandcamp Oakland performance from last year. Oh word! Thought it was dope. Well, I wasn't there. I caught it on YouTube. (laughs) Oh okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. That'd be dope if I was. But I love your stage presence. I think you're really comfortable. I think you're humorous, which is funny given your lyrics a little bit because they're so intimate. Yeah. Curious, like, how do you feel when you're up there?
1: Bro, like, I get so fucking nervous. I think that's why I try to like be funny. That shit just makes it easier for me to, like, keep it pushing. I honestly hate, like, having everybody looking at me. Like, that shit is so weird. Like, I don't know where the fuck to look. So, like, uh-huh. this... <laughs> so I always, I always, like, put my hand over my face. It's become, like, somewhat of a meme in my circles. And it's just because, like... I'm nervous (laughs) and I I, like, I don't, I don't want to like make eye contact with people. It makes me, it makes me feel like hidden, you Mm -hmm. know, definitely still like, I love, I love performing. I think it's like, it's a lot of fun.
0: Right. What's been your favorite performance that you've given thus far in your career?
1: (sighs) That's a good question. I mean, Bandcamp was really fun. I did this, like, online show at uh, AS220 that I think was really pivotal for me. Mm. Doing that and, like, having it be online and I didn't have to, like, really look at people. I was able to really figure out what I wanted my stage presence to be. Damn. What else? What else? What else? What else? Oh, the show at the Middle East I did earlier, like... When was it? It was like in the fall. That shit was a lot of fun because that was like the first show I've done in Boston for like years, pretty much. It was a sold out show and like there's great performers, great people. I think I did pretty cool. Me and Annabelle like had a sword fight. What's that mean? So like we, we like, we like prepared a little skit where like she would fuck up playing one of my songs and then. Ah, uh, dude what the fuck da, 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 da. Be like uh like i'm gonna fire you like whatever and then uh there's only one way we can settle this and fucking like we bought some pvc pipes <laughs> and like played east and did a little sword fight on stage
0: all right got the crowd riled up
1: Yeah, yeah yeah they had a good time
0: that's awesome how do you typically spend your time outside of music
1: i watch a lot of the celtics games
0: I saw you on, on the on the story last night talking yeah. about LeBron.
1: Yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sometimes sometimes I gotta I gotta do a little trolling.
0: Nah. Can't do that. That's just <laughs> because, like
1: oh my so many people were complaining. Is fucking Jason Tatum fouled LeBron but they didn't call it. Mm-hmm. Like the last play of the game. And like people were going crazy. So I, I had to I had to troll all the LeBron fans. Yeah. Yeah, me included,
0: um, man. Love LeBron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm from New York, so we haven't had good sports in a minute. So I had to, sure. I had to be a LeBron fan.
1: I understand. I blame Boston for that. Nets, that's so sorry.
0: Yeah, it is. It is your fault entirely. And honestly, yeah. four years that you know, at UMass, like, I had to deal with enough of y'all.
1: Bro, like Boston is the most hated. And I love it. <laughs> you know, anywhere I go, they're like, uh... Like, the Patriots are cheaters, the <laughs> the Celtics are racist, whatever. <laughs> and I'm just like, y'all are just mad because we win.
0: Hey, fair enough. No comment, to be honest with you. <laughs> I, don't, I got nothing to say. Yeah. But dope, man. And I have a last question for you. Mm-hmm. What's next? Any ideas on music or anything else that you got going on?
1: I love key just started working on another album, trying to get on like festivals or some shit. I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work out, but, you know, we'll see. I was trying to do Boston Calling, but I sadly have not gotten on Boston Calling yet.
0: What's that process like, out of curiosity?
1: Well, I was trying to get it through Berkeley. They have this program called BPMI. They get contracts from music festivals, and, like, they can send students out to those festivals. So I was trying to get it through there so now it's like you have to reach out to the talent buyers just kind of like put your name out there Mm. or like a alternate if someone drops out or something gotcha yeah
0: that makes sense that's interesting listen not this year the next year for sure i hope so but man thank you for coming on i really appreciate your time of course for all y'all out there check out diz on streaming and social media do you have anything you want to plug let's see let's see his name on Instagram is Diz.47.
1: That's true. That's true. My my Instagram is Diz.47.
0: And listen to the last album came out in December. The Way Forward is not the way home.
1: Axe and cop the vinyl. Oh my God.
0: We released a vinyl? When did that come out?
1: It's on pre-sale right now. Awesome. And come to my shows.
0: Awesome. So yeah, man, once again, thank you for coming. Thank you. And for all you folks out there, feel free to check out some of the other interviews on the platform, along with any of my other content, Frequency Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcasts. And until next time, I will catch y'all later.
1: Peace out.